So the word amen. Do you know what the word amen means? Do you know why we say it? What's that? So be it. Yeah, so be it. So when you say amen, it's you putting your stamp of approval on what's just been said. So at the end of a prayer, we pray and then we say together, amen. Uh, so it's a good one. So sometimes I'll ask you, amen? More of a, are you with me? Do you approve it? So be it. And you don't have to say amen back unless you want to. So it's a, it's a response of affirmation. And it's a good word for us to think about. And we're going to think about uh, hopefully a lot of good words today. But the kingdom of God is what we've been focused on. Amen? amen. And we're here this morning because we recognize a truth. The truth is there is something holy and good for which we as human beings can strive. And that is God and God's will or the way of God. Amen? Amen. We know that there is a way of life that leads us into holiness to be people that belong to God. And that is the way of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen? And there is a power given to us to help us through Jesus Christ. And we call that the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. All right. I guess since I'm not using this, I'm just going to take it off because I'm always messing with it. There is a part of ourselves which resists to live a life of holiness. Are you familiar with that part? We call it sin. It's that part that's within you that you know what you should do, you know what you even want to do, but something just won't let you. How often do we give in to what we know we shouldn't do? How often do we do what we don't even want to do? You ever felt that? I don't want to do this, but I'm doing it. How's that going for you? Yeah. We long for the day when that sin will be gone forever from our lives and from this world. Amen? Amen. We long for the day when all people, all people will come to live into holiness in union with Christ and the Spirit and with each other. Amen? Amen? We long for the will of God to be lived on earth is another way to say it. God's kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. We call this reality the kingdom of heaven or the reality of God or the reign of God, the realm of heaven. Lots of ways you could say it. And Jesus has given us access to that kingdom here and now. We know this, amen? amen. And while we have it now in a way, we wait for the fullness of the kingdom to come upon earth when Jesus returns to us. Amen. Okay. What religion was Jesus? Jewish. Love it. And you'd be surprised how some people will say Christian. Like, no, Jesus was Jewish. No, you know. Jesus was Jewish. The Jewish faith is really quite lovely. And our first commandment today, spoken by Jesus, is a Jewish commandment. And it comes from Deuteronomy. And it's called the Shema. Say it with me. Shema. Shema is the word for to hear. And the first words are Israel, listen. Or you may have heard it, hear, O Israel. Our God is the Lord, only the Lord. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all of your being, and all of your strength. And it goes on. These words that I am commanding you today must always be on your minds. 
Recite them to your children. Talk about them when you are sitting around your house or when you are out and about, when you are lying down and when you are getting up. Tie them on your hand as a sign. They should be on your forehead as a symbol. Write them on your house's door frames and on your city's gates. That's pretty amazing, huh? It's not asking much, right? Yeah. I'll show you a picture of the, of the Shema um, in Hebrew, which you'll notice it's in an interesting shape, isn't it? This Jewish commandment as the way that it's written. I just thought it was pretty cool in my Hebrew class when they gave us this to show us how it's written. Um, I thought, oh, that symbol looks familiar. That's all I really had from that, if we wanted to see it. <laughs> so it says, we're going to walk through this a little bit, walk through these commandments, because we want to live the way of God. God is first and only. God is above, and nothing else is on par with God. Not nation, not occupation, not your family or your race, your political cause, or your theological system. Nothing. God is at the top. Amen? Amen? Love God with your entire being, all you are, all you have, all you hope to be through all that you do. Love God. That's where it gets a little tricky. Not tricky in understanding, but tricky in putting it into action. So I, I like... I feel like this expands upon that when it continues. So keep these words on your mind always. Always be thinking of God as one. God first. God only. Love God with all of your being. Make them such a part of your routine and lives that it becomes second nature. Actually, you know what? Not second nature. First nature. That should be who we are. And... It says, recite them to your children. Talk about them in your home. Be sure the command lives on. Spread. Spread this to the generations. They say that Christianity is, God has no grandchildren, I guess is a good way to say it. Christianity is always one generation away from not existing, right? We, we spread it. We continue it on. Talk about them when you're sitting around your house and when you are out and about. Make this a foundational way of life that people understand this is what you are founded upon. And you talk about it. God is first and God is only. And I love God with everything I am. When you lie down and when you get up, think about that. Consistently ponder the words. The first thing you think of in the morning, the last thing you think of when you go to sleep, you recite these words. Listen, Israel. Or maybe, listen, Joe. The Lord is your one and only God. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, your soul, and your strength. Have you ever started your day with Scripture? It makes a difference, doesn't it? You walk into the day with that on your mind. Imagine saying it every time you laid down and when you got up, especially those of us who nap. Put them on your forehead. They would do this. They tie boxes. It happens. They put it on their arms. They put it on their heads. Uh, it's, not like, it's not like osmosis. If you put it there, it sinks in. It's rather you're reminded anywhere you go. Anytime you go to shake someone's hand, anytime you go to do anything to eat, you see it. Anytime someone sees you, they see who you are and what you belong to. And you want to make this life 
this way visible to all. And when you make it visible to all, you open yourself up to being held accountable, don't you? When you're doing something that's not following what it is you claim to be, people might say, I think you're doing something wrong there. And we need to welcome that. We want to be better, right? We want these practices, and another way to say it, we want these love of God to be personal, generational, public, and consistent. So ingrained within us that our circumstances will not alter its significance or deter us from loving God always, everywhere, and with everyone. Amen? This is the Jewish way of life. Unfortunately, our scriptures can become our sole experience of Judaism uh, in the New Testament where we think that all Pharisees are like the Pharisees talked about, all scribes, all temple priests are just like what we picture, like today. Um, But it's a little different than that. (laughs) Jesus was in the temple. He'd come to cleanse it, and he did. He drove everyone out with whips. He stopped all the temple activity for a moment. So when they left the temple and they came back, all the leaders are right there ready to, to question him. What are you doing? Why are you back? Are you going to do this again? Who are you? What are you here for? And there's all these silly questions and answers. And if you go and look in chapter 12, there's some really funny questions. Um, the kind of crazy questions. I don't know. It's pretty funny. But they are, they're scared. They want to know who Jesus is. And they want to know why he did what he did. And They want to challenge him, and can we blame them? I mean, if someone came in here this morning and flipped over all the pews and drove us out with a whip, do you think we might have some questions when they showed up the next time? Sure we would. I can't hold them accountable to that. Uh, So these questions, these silly questions, some of them, they're just trying to trap him and trick him. But then we have this scribe who comes up and recognizes Jesus has been answering wisely and asks him, what's the greatest commandment? Anyone know how many commandments there are in the Old Testament? 613. So which one's the greatest? And he responds, Israel, listen, our God is the one God. And you must love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your being, with all of your mind, and with all of your strength. The second is this, you will love your neighbor as yourself. No commandment is greater than these. And the scribe responds, well said, teacher. And then he does something interesting. He adds to it. Loving God with all you are, loving your neighbor as yourself is more important than anything that's been going on in this temple. Any of the sacrifices, any of the offerings. And imagine who's standing around when this is said in the temple. All the priests and Pharisees, Sadducees, the people that are upset with what Jesus did. This guy steps out on a limb to say this. And Jesus says, you aren't far from the God's kingdom. The scribe is getting it. I like that because we don't have too many instances where the scribes actually seem to be somebody's coming out looking pretty good. And the sea of chaos and turmoil of that highly charged political situation, questions and responses, it seems like Jesus and this scribe, who maybe came to the situation as opposing Jesus, actually found out, you know what? We agree on what's foundational. Love God. Love your neighbor. And that, that's the greatest thing. 
And they rose above it to compliment each other. Isn't that beautiful? I think it's such a beautiful scene, and I wish I could see more of it in our political world where people ask questions and say all sorts of stuff. If people can rise above it and realize what they really found their life upon and focus on that, beautiful. And it says the crowds were silenced. No one dared ask him any more questions. Beauty can do that. I love the Shema. It's fun to say, and it's a really wonderful thing to remember. We can learn a great deal from Judaism and even other religions. Now, our truth is that God is king, and Jesus is our Savior, and the Holy Spirit is our guide. Amen? I want to make that clear, but that doesn't mean we can't learn from our neighbors. I, I saw in Israel how devoted people were to their, their faith in Judaism, and it was beautiful. And I think, gosh, I don't act as ritually and responsibly as I could. And I was inspired by them. And the same with Islam. Every day, multiple times, they stop what they're doing and they worship. Now, we, we worship differently, we understand differently, and we call ours truth. But there's beauty in them building their life around what they agree is foundational, which is God. So committing to learning the Shema, okay, if we're going to, let's, let's bring in some practice. And that's what I want to challenge you today. We're going to learn the Shema, okay? I want you to recite it daily. Can you do that? It's what the command says to do. Love God with all my being and my neighbor as myself. Teach it to your children. Love God, children, with all your being and love your neighbor as yourself. Talk about it with others. I love God with all of my being, and I love you, neighbor, as much as I love myself. When you get up and when you lie down, begin my day remembering God is my God. Jesus Christ is my Savior and Lord. The Holy Spirit is my guide. And I'm going to love our triune God with everything I am. And I'm going to love my neighbor as myself. And then wear your love. Make it plain for all to see. I am a Christian, and I am proud to be. And I love God with all of my heart and my soul and my mind and my strength. And I love my neighbors as myself. And tell me if I'm not doing that. Yeah? When you're soaked in remembering your call, your entire day will be impacted and it will change. We don't hold up, we won't hold up rituals as maybe as important as we do right now. Okay, reading your Bible, it's great, it's wonderful, but gains you nothing if it's not aiding you in loving God and loving your neighbor. Amen? Amen. Listening to Christian music or reading Christian books, wonderful, but nothing compared to loving God and loving your neighbor. Taking communion is sacred, but it offers us nothing if it's not bringing us into the way of love taught to us by Jesus which is to love God and love our neighbor. Following all the many rules that we've tried to follow are positive things. Following rules is positive, but it offers no sustenance if it, doesn't, if it isn't founded in love. How much would focusing on love of God and neighbors as ourselves first and foremost change the way we operate and live each day? Every situation. When you're getting ready in the morning when you greet your family and friends, when you drive to work, 
when you interact with your coworkers or you go to the store and you interact with a salesman, a saleswoman, or a cashier, when you're planning your goals and dreams, when you're planning your budget, your relationships, your discussions on politics, I mean, even the scribe and Jesus found a way to rise above. What about when you watch the news? If you remember your love of God and love of neighbor first, will that impact your attitude after watching the news or getting on Facebook? Yeah. Wrapping your entire life around the love of God and neighbor as yourself. It's a brilliant way to live. In fact, when you do so, you will find, as Jesus says, you are nearing the kingdom of God. Isn't that what we're striving for? So what is standing in your way? Why do we resist? Sin. That resistance. Because we want to maintain control and we want to be our own gods. We do. But the truth is that you are important, right? But God comes first. And your neighbor is to be right there beside you in importance. And the good news is that Jesus empowers us to receive the kingdom. Jesus empowers us to find the love of God and others as ourselves amidst the turmoil of our lives. Jesus empowers us to transcend the other gods in our lives who fight for our attention and devotion. And Jesus gives us the Holy Spirit that we can always and everywhere be near the kingdom. So I challenge you for the remainder of Lent to practice Shema. And I've, I've tried to make it easy. I've got little copies of it right up here. And you can take multiple copies. Put one by your bed. Put one on your doorpost. Put one in your car. Put one in your wallet or your purse. Put one on your desk. And anytime you look at it, just remember. And I left a space you can write your name. It says, Joe, listen. Recite the great commandments from Mark 12, 29 through 31 as often as you can. Teach it to the children in your life. Talk about it with one person each week. Okay, I'm not even asking daily. I'm just saying one person. We're going to start small and we'll work our way there. Place the words next to your bed. You wake up, there it is. When you wake up and realize daylight savings time is horrible, <laughs> you can then see this next to it and go, yeah, but God is my God and I'll survive. I may be late to church, but I'll survive. When you go to spend money, you'll see this. Think that'll impact how you spend? So practice this. We're, we're in a fight, aren't we? We're in a battle with ourselves because sin in us speaks pretty loud. And we want the reign of God, so let's do something about it. Aren't you tired of sin dictating your decisions? you sick of it? Doesn't ever work for your good. So it's time to turn to God. So let the love of God and our neighbor as ourself, let it be your response to sin. Let the way of the kingdom through obedience to Jesus Christ and the voice of the Spirit, let them guide you. And when you maintain your love of God and your neighbor as yourself, know that you aren't far from the kingdom. Amen? Amen. Amen. Amen.